All right, welcome to episode 24 of the Nerds Landing Podcast. As always, my name is Josh, and I have a special guest with me this week. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am his cousin, David Gant. All right, Dave. Uh, So we are doing a a special podcast. I know, it wasn't as special as you wished it was. (laughs) With uh, WrestleMania just around the corner. Um, We are both diehard, and I mean diehard, wrestling video game fans. Uh, so for this special WrestleMania week episode, we're going to talk about the history of wrestling video games and just kind of go through some of our, you know, favorite games, characters, um, systems to play on, and maybe even some of our favorite entrance music. How's that sound? That sounds great to me, but, uh, it's going to be a lot of Eddie Guerrero. Uh, it's going to be a lot of my selection that I have on a lot of the games. Okay. Is that your, okay with you? It's your favorite. Eddie Guerrero is wonderful. He's, uh, in case you hear him repeat it, uh, over and over that's reason alone. Okay, uh, he was actually listed in my top three favorite wrestlers. Oh, I mean, especially since we we, we saw him actually in person uh, whenever we went to Six Flags that one time. It was wonderful in the rain. Yeah, uh, and he came out in the car. They had actually canceled all the matches. Yeah. Um, well, just for pers- uh, perspective, you and I are maybe about three or four feet away from each other. That's correct. That's how close we were to Eddie Guerrero. Oh, it was it was, it was wonderful. Uh, when was it? It was an OVW uh, match at Six Flags. Uh, yeah, was, was John Cena there at that point? Um, he had he had um, shown up for a match a few weeks before that. Okay, this was a separate was. event. Okay. This is probably circa 2005. That sounds about right. I know yeah. that our, uh, our our cousin was there too. Sarah was there. She was there for John Cena. John Cena, yeah. okay. Right. And this is uh, not long before he passed. That's so, right, yeah. So kind of a big deal to uh, see him in person. So uh, let's jump right into it. You know, This is probably you know, the, the right way to start. Um, what's the first wrestling video game you remember playing? Pro Wrestling on the NES. Uh, was also brought to the arcade. Uh, features guys like the um, the amphibious guy that would crunch on your head. Uh, he was okay. like a reptile and Starman. Uh, had a really catchy theme song. Uh, okay. lasted only like a 15 second loop, but it was fantastic because it was simple. Two buttons, that's all you need to know. Ran around the ring, knocked out your other guy. So just to be clear, this isn't... You know, your classic WCW, WWE. No, none of it was branded at that point. Okay. Uh, Nintendo just needed something that was uh, worth their time to be able to have for pro wrestling. And they put okay. out a product, but they did it right the first time. In what year are we talking here? Uh, it was 1989. Um, or, I'm sorry, 1986 was put out. Uh, 86. Okay. 1986, yeah. So by the time that I probably played it, I was probably like five or six. So it was probably closer to 89 or 90. For me, for my, okay. my end, yeah. Because it was uh, during that, that kind of renaissance time for the arcades so you you um speak to the importance of having a wrestling product in 1986 um so when you played that game on an nes and you know circa late 80s early 90s what was your uh, level of engagement with pro with pro wrestling itself okay so it was always really cool to be able to to, to get the descramblers whenever you would go to the cable stores Mm-hmm. Uh, if we order, ever ordered a, a pay-per-view, I know that my uh, grandmother was really into it. She loved to watch them on Saturday, Saturday uh, morning superstars. Uh, Vince McMahon used to host it with all, all the other wrestlers around there. Uh, my so sister this, was really into so it. So is this on your mother's side? Uh, it's on my dad's side. Okay. Um, she would watch it. Lori would watch it. My sister Lori would watch it with uh, my, my grandmother. Um, and then dad would, would go out and buy us the cable to scramblers. Nick and I would watch Nick, my brother. Uh, we would hook them up to the TVs. We were really engaged in, in just a spectacle. We okay. may not fully understood what was going on, but we knew who the big players were. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. Um, so this Jacob would Stankers. have been WWF superstars. Yeah, the superstars. Okay. Yeah. So you know, that's <clears throat> you know, being born in 1990, that was a little before you know, my time. But I just wanted to kind of draw that connection that um, you know, people – People don't always understand the ebb and flow of what the wrestling industry has gone through. But when you think about it, the wrestling industry has gone strong for a really long time. You know, it's had some amazing peaks in the in the late nineties, even the mid nineties. So I just kinda wanted to draw that correlation, you know, we were talking about that. Um, so for me, uh, the first wrestling game I remember playing was uh, Power Move Pro Wrestling on the PlayStation. You know, it kind of had a kind of sleek, kind of rubbery kind of feel to the gameplay. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, very bouncy ropes. Um, you, know, you know, you could 
you make one mistake and the match is over with, from what I remember. It, it had a, a very unforgiving momentum shift if you weren't paying attention to what was going on. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's how I remember it. Um, so just to kind of jump off there, uh, my wrestling engagement really started um, around the Hollywood Hulk Hogan type of days. So it would have been the WCW Nitro Monday Night Wars. Yeah, with you know, kind of the Warzone. 96 to 98. The early know. Attitude Era. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so when I think about that time, and I look back at the amount of games that were made, I'm really kind of blown away at the high level of you know just kind of constant production um, that probably THQ and whoever was making those games really had. Uh, so I've got a list here of all the games that were made during that time. Uh, WCW versus The World, 1997. Uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour, 1997. Uh, WCW Nitro, 1998. Uh, WCW NWO Revenge, 1998. Uh, WCW NWO Thunder, 1999. Uh, WCW Mayhem, 1999. Uh, WCW Backstage Assault, 2000. So that being the last WCW game that was put out. So the reason I, I rattled off that list is that's just another way to build for our listeners, you know, such as uh, um, our uh, friend and family member Noah, you know, who definitely did not grow up at the apex of pro wrestling. So this is you know, to give those listeners just an idea how big wrestling was. Well, even to add to that, there was there were several other games that came out during that same era. Uh, we also had WWF WrestleMania 2000, which came in 1989 on the N64. No Mercy in 2000. Um, you had Virtual Pro Wrestling, which was also mm-hmm. based off of what WCW Revenge was in the States, and Virtual Pro Wrestling 2, which was WWF WrestleMania 2000. Uh, okay. We also had Attitude and Warzone and, and all those other types of games. There were at least 20, 25 games in the yeah. 90s that, that kind of so, correlated with these two brands. So that's, to me, if you think about it in the context of now, uh, there is one wrestling game each year. And there is one basketball game, one football game, you know, maybe a couple of baseball games and one hockey game. So back then it really was the Wild West of licensed video game titles uh, compared to the, the reign of exclusivity that we have now. Especially considering that there was no said format on how any of these games were supposed mm-hmm. to play out. Every single one of them had their own unique gameplay and style to them. Okay. Um, so I think another important thing to de- deconstruct here is you know, what is it about wrestling games that drives the casual wrestling fan, the hardcore wrestling fan, or in some cases, just a fan of a wrestling game. What is it about these games that drives people in, in your opinion? Well, it would be the same thing like if you had a favorite sports mm-hmm. uh, basketball player, or football player, or team. Uh, I was just in it just enough to be able to know who some of these characters are, who the heels and who the faces were, mm-hmm. that I would want to uh, experience the, the the wins, the pitfalls, the perils right. of, of each one of these characters and how their story played out mm-hmm. throughout whatever association brand they're with. Right. So when you... Um, for me, when you watch WWE Raw, SmackDown, or if you watch Nitro or Thunder back then in the 90s, you um, you only have so much control over that product. If you cheer, they might make somebody a champion. If they boo, they might have them lose at a big event. Fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but if you purchase this game and you have your favorite wrestler, there's a certain euphoria in taking that wrestler to the top, whether it's a tournament um, winning a ladder match, cage match, and putting the WWE title or World Heavyweight Championship on that wrestler. So I think at the crux of it, you have the ability to create with this like amazing palette that wrestling gives you, whether it's the characters, the rings, the entrances. You, know, um, you and I are diehard wrestling music fans. Oh, yeah. So... As I said, I'm just trying to paint a picture of like what these games are. Um, so here's another great philosophical question for these games. And I'll, I'll let you kind of take the lead on this because I think you have the right perspective. Are wrestling games sports games or are they fighting games? I believe in the early parts of the, the 
the, the games where they were coming out, they were more fighting. Um, I had mentioned before that I felt like games like Karate Champ and Street Fighter kind of set the stage on what needed to be a fighting game. And because there was no set format on how to, any of these games should have played, that all of them felt like a fighting game. I mean, you you, you perform special moves, you you wore down your, your uh, opponent to the point to where you know you could submit them, which would be the same as finishing them off in a fighting game in a round. Okay. Uh, as they progressed throughout the, the 90s, you started to see more of a simulation type things. Um, moving away from um, specific branding for WCW and WWF, uh, in the SmackDown versus Raw series in particular, it started more moving toward a wrestling type game. Okay. And then you saw more genres kind of follow with that. Uh, games like UFC uh, was able to branch out and become like mm-hmm. uh, underneath of these wrestling games to kind of create another genre. Uh, at that point, I feel like they became more of a wrestling game than a fighting game, even though at the heart of it, it felt like a fighting game. Okay. So I think that especially once you you'll get into the SmackDown versus Raw series, which, you know, started in the mid 2000s and you move on up to WWE 12 and 13 and on to the 2K. There's a, definitely a, a 2K sports effect even before 2K takes over those games. That's true. You know, looking for, okay, we need the most realistic entrance. Um, we need the most realistic faces, uh, images, tattoos, um, entrance music, um, physics, where Rey Mysterio, guy that weighs 170, 160 pounds, can't pick up the big show that weighs 500. Um, you know, much like in a basketball game where a point guard can't push around the center. And that's where it turns into a sports game versus a fighting game. Because in a fighting game, the smallest guy can kick the biggest guy's ass. Right? Which, yes. So, And that was also driven by consumer... Uh, demand though because we move more away from the arcade type style gameplay to more simulation mm-hmm. with having consoles that were powerful enough right. to be able to provide that type of experience we wanted more realism so in turn we got more of a simulation than a fighting game right now the reason it's interesting to me in particular that a wrestling game is going for simulation is that wrestling is fake yes so I like the the contrast that you have this fake sport that's choreographed, written, rehearsed, predetermined, and then you push it into a video game world where you're making it look and feel as realistic as possible, and the fight isn't predetermined. Well, you're creating the story for that drama at that time. Right. So if you and I both pick up a controller, the best player will win that particular match the more the one with more skill right yes but i'm but i'm gonna feel more of a connection with gangrel than you will Mm -hmm. if you were fighting with somebody like the rock i I feel more uh excited to be able to have him win the belt for what it is even though i know in reality that's not going to be written in wwf history right that that is your particular fantasy for the sport or whatever your tv tv show you're watching yes okay um so yeah i just wanted to kind of you know, branch off into some to you know the, the particulars of what a wrestling game is and why it's different from other sports and fighting games. Um, so I think that it's important too that we talk about just some of our, our favorites. You know, we've we've d- done a little bit on the history of where things started, and you know, it, and it really you have to look at that chunk in the the nineties and two thousands. Um, but those are the games that people know about. You know, people know about you know. Thunder, WCW, NWO. Um, what are some of the you know less heralded projects that you know, were great games that you may not get the nostalgic press that something like No Mercy might? I think things that have happened with the wrestling games uh, in history is, is that they've become forgotten. Uh, we have WWF WrestleMania, which came out in 1989, which wasn't the best game. It's remembered most uh, because David Weiss from Rare did the, the music on it and did perfect renditions the best that he could in 8-bit of each one of these wrestlers, which was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had people that were running around in the ring, just look like they were stomping, had objects that were thrown in the ring. It, that was more like a fighting game, so it's not remembered more so for that than it is the music. That was actually a really excellent game because that we didn't know any better. I mean, we, we had pro wrestling at the time, and we had Technos World Wrestling, which was also on the NES, but 
WWF WrestleMania really was us being able to see our favorite characters played out on screen with something that's resembled what would we see on on the weekends with okay. the, the wrestlers fighting. Uh, we also have Saturday Night Slam Masters, which came out uh, both in the arcades and on the SNES and on the Genesis. Uh, most of the time, people want to compare this to, to other Capcom fighting games. It came out uh, in the arcades in 1993 and in mm-hmm. the SNES in 94, Genesis in 94. Uh, I, I think it really holds up on its own, even though it's it's pretty well forgotten. Uh, you have people like Mac, uh, Mike Hagar from uh, Final Fight as uh, one of the wrestlers. Other unknowns. It's really super quick, really super fun matches. Uh, easy pick up and play, not too technical. So it's more on the fighting side because it's more arcadey. Uh, and, and again, you have the virtual pro wrestling games that are over in Japan, which are heralded as being uh, the perfection. I mean, if you have people uh, from Mitsu saying, you know, these games are perfect tens across the board. Virtual mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling 2 has that distinction of being one of those games receiving those accolades. Um, it's not as well known here in the States, but if you kind of compare apples to apples with what we've got, that's actually one of the best games that I've played, especially on English translations. Whenever you, you can figure out what's going on, it seems a little bit more tighter, a little bit more refined than some of the other WWF games that you find on the N64. Um, going back and revisiting things like Warzone, even though, I mean, we know those were just as popular on the, on the PlayStation. It was given a greatest hits status. Um, they've kind of fallen to the wayside, to, uh, mm-hmm. to the more, um, you know, especially the 2K branded ones that we've had in the past since WWE 12. Uh, in SmackDown versus Raw, if you go back and you revisit these, most people remember them because they have a back control scheme. I think a lot of it's just hearsay. A lot of people okay. should just go back and actually try and give these 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 games a fair stab. Uh, I had a lot of fun going back and revisiting Warzone, Attitude. I even had fun going back and playing WCW Thunder. Uh, I was texting Josh the whole time that I was playing it. I was like, man, this is actually really refreshing. This is fun. The only knock that I had against it is that it played just a tad bit too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, if you slowed it down, if you had a tag team match played just right, but had a couple of little convoluted, not so natural control scheme to it, but it was actually a lot of fun to play. Then you had things like the Simpsons wrestling, which I know that nobody should probably go back to. Uh, it mm-hmm. is, it is licensed garbage in my opinion. Um, and then on the, uh, the other side, you have games like Fire Pro Wrestling. Uh, these were released, uh, mainly in Japan. But there's a few of them made releases here in the States side. Uh, they're, they're mainly on the GBA. Uh, there's a few of them there on the SNES. It was just recently released as Fire Pro Wrestling World on the PC. This game is super highly customizable. You can make anything you want to, any entrance you want to, any fighter you want to. It's crazy the amount of stuff that you can do. And I hear nobody talking about it that I know that it plays modern wrestling games. It's mm-hmm. really unfortunate, too, because I can, I can download something. These people are really super, super passionate about what they do and who they create. You can make dream matches, and this is a really technical fighter. You have to, there's a button for breathing. So if you're if you're moving too fast, you're doing too many things, there's a stamina meter, but you have to pull yourself back. You have to kind of think about the technical aspect of it. You have to be able to, to breathe at the proper time. You have to be mm-hmm. able to execute at the proper time. These are really good games that people don't see because WWE and the 2K brand has kind of been put into the, the spotlight. There's a bunch right. of other really good wrestling games out there you could try. Well, um, when you mentioned Attitude and Warzone, that, that were were those exclusive to PlayStation or those? No, uh, Attitude um, Warzone was on the N64. Mm-hmm. Uh, Attitude was on the Dreamcast, and I believe uh, Attitude was also on the N64 too. Okay, um, but they they weren't exclusive just to the PlayStation platforms. So, I I have those on my list of. WWF slash WWE games and uh, those are games that I remember. Um, those are for me synonymous with the Stone Cold Steve Austin era. Attitude era, yes. Yeah. Um, do you think that those games in particular are maybe overlooked? Just like we said, there was a just a ton of wrestling games that came out. It so, was a lot of oversaturation on the market yeah. at the time. Yes. Um, in there's one game in particular that I want to talk about that I really saw as the missed opportunity to really launch an entire brand, which uh, was the TNA Impact game. Oh, yeah, Impact was one that I didn't actually write down, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you, we had the TNA Impact game that was on the PS3, the Xbox 360. There was also one on the Wii. Yeah. Um, and they, they were actually pretty competent fighters, if I remember correctly. And uh, just for some context for people that may not remember this game, 
Um, during that time period of uh, total nonstop action wrestling, um, you know, they were doing a great job of building their roster off of former WWE stars and WCW stars, for that matter. Um, so you had Sting, arguably the second or third most famous wrestler ever, definitely top five. And then you have um, guys like Kurt Angle, uh, Booker T. Uh, and in my opinion, uh, video games can really help grow a brand. I think my dog is howling in the background. Uh, must be a full moon or something. Um, so I, th- I think that if you had a great TNA Impact video game, that like, oh, f- oh fuck, man, this is an 8.5, a 9, or a 10. It's getting good reviews. It could have done a lot for the Impact brand, in my view. Well, Impact wasn't as widespread as, as the WWF brand was was and what it was becoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the WWE brand itself was gobbling up whatever there was, ECW, WCW, uh, any other smaller companies, and yeah, they, they are helling. Yeah. Um, the problem, I feel like, was with the TNA games is that it started you out with an unknown that you had no control over being able to customize and create and make your own story. Mm-hmm. It was scripted from start to beginning on the career path. Uh, right. You could try to change a few things, a few attributes here and there, but the story was already written for you. Yeah. And another difficult thing is that in wrestling games and any game that covers a sport per se, you have to be careful um, when making the decision to make your presentation like the television show. And TNA Impact, at least back then, had a much darker look to it than the bright lights of Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. And they transferred that to the video game, which made it not a, a very good game to look at. So I just think in, in different hands, that could have been a much different experience. Uh, so like I said, I, that's one of my missed opportunities that I have in here. Um, speaking of which, of missed opportunities to play some of these games, um, you know, back in the nineties and two thousands, there were several wrestling games made by several different companies across numerous platforms. So it was very common that a system like GameCube, PlayStation, Xbox would have exclusivity of certain wrestling games. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, particularly, uh, let's start with what might have been some missed opportunities, in my opinion, the Xbox-exclusive WWE video games. Are you mentioning because Aki didn't bring over their talent that they had to use at the time to be able yes. to create a... Is the, the problem was is that I believe at that time people wanted a game that played like the Aki games. Mm-hmm. People wanted No Mercy. They wanted a sequel to No Mercy which was coming. It was in development. It was about 30 to 40% complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they canceled it because it was nearing the end of the lifespan. Uh, I believe it was Backlash uh, that was supposed to be coming out and they wound up being canceled, which got eventually turned into Day of Reckoning on the GameCube. Okay. Um, but the Xbox games, they wanted something unique. They wanted something different. Ukes wanted to, to kind of put themselves out uh, to create a brand that, that wasn't the SmackDown games, that wasn't like THQ, which wasn't like EA. Uh, and, and in doing so, they, they created a game that didn't feel familiar. It was too foreign to be able to understand some of the momentum that was going back and forth between the wrestlers, to be able to see the on-screen prompts, to be able to, to, to know that some of your your shots weren't connecting, that some of your grapples didn't have any effect. Right. And it was very hard to pull off finishers. Uh, a lot of that was cleaned up with Roll 2, um, and it was, a, it was a much faster-paced game. Uh, made a whole lot more um, interesting choices on being able to, to to create your finishers, to be able to store them, to be able to not have a tug of war back and forth, to be able to do your finisher. But the real meat of that game, in my opinion, is that you were able to create your entrance mm-hmm. for your wrestler. Uh, I, I personally had a wrestler named Joe Howard uh, that I would create in every single wrestling game. Uh, and I probably spent more time creating an entrance with him with custom music. Uh, I believe it was from bon- from Autumn to Ashes, the After Dinner Bay Pegback, and I was able to make his own Triton Tron. And, and it just felt like it was a complete package overall versus some other game that was on WWF 
uh, No Mercy or on the N64, which felt limited. Even though the gameplay wasn't there, I felt like I was still able to, to make a personal connection with the wrestler I had on screen. Okay. I think that speaks as well to the total package that wrestling video games are in that you're you're getting these you know industry best in a lot of ways customization tools along with this you know presentation of what's supposed to look like a television show people watch every week um so i, I remember not being particularly impressed with wwf raw uh but raw 2 was a much different story uh it had you know a solid roster um interesting gameplay mechanics uh, kind of spongy, you know, the wrestlers would kind of stick together in a way. Um, kind of like there's a suction to the characters. A little bit. Um, I guess just canned animations, you know, yep. just, you know, basic stuff there. Um, but one of the games from my youth that I remember being particularly excited about, and it was one that, you know, hasn't aged well, is WrestleMania 21. That was a game that I was unable to play on my Xbox due to my faulty, faulty hardware. Well, it wasn't even faulty hardware. It was, it was, it was due to the production of being compatible with the Xbox Drive. Right. Um, at one point, the Xbox had multiple uh, disk drive manufacturers. There was Thompson, and then there was Samsung, and then there was mm-hmm. another brand. But the majority of them were either Thompson or Samsung. If you were the unfortunate few who got the Thompson, like myself. You were unable to actually load the game along with mm-hmm. a few other games like uh, Tiger Woods uh, PGA Tour in 2005. Right. So, you know, just um, just a completely different time. You know, so, yeah, I don't even remember how that game played other than it was a mystery how you were doing what you were doing and how you were, you know, pulling off finishing moves. Um, so we'll move on from the Xbox content and move on to what I think is remembered much much more pleasantly, and that was the GameCube exclusives. You know, I think you're probably the best person to talk about those. What I, well, we had uh, WrestleMania 18, WrestleMania 19, uh, Day of Reckoning, and the Day of Reckoning 2. Uh, they all came out within the time span of uh, 2002 to 2005. Um, a lot of production in just a few years. Oh, yeah. Even absolutely. though they were, for my sake of argument, very similar. They were yeah. they were they were closer in line to what you would have on the N sixty four. You had the same type of uh, display of um, TV type presentation. Probably the closest to no to no mercy. It it, it did. Yeah. Uh, the the only problem with it that I had though is there was no voiceover. It was always a little jarring in this uh, generation of games not to have any voiceovers at all for any characters instead of just reading subtitles around it, which which was a hardware limitation of the GameCube itself. Yeah, you didn't expect that um, to carry over from the Nintendo 64 games. I I didn't expect it to carry over, but I also expected them to make some sort of compromise, considering that you had higher capacity games on N64 like Resident Evil 2 that could pull it off. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I remember those very fondly that, you know, they introduced a a easy to learn, easy to understand reversal system. Um, There were, it it was rational in the way that you would perform your moves um solid solid entrances probably some of the best for that era they were but they're they're again ones that people don't fondly remember as much as the n64 games yeah and the interesting part is that i don't know where the gamecube fits within the ether of the game industry at all yeah it, it's a it's a system that i would see places um, i would see it at somebody's house or i'd see it in a store but it wasn't like, oh shit! Everybody's got to have a GameCube. Well, I, I believe that has to do too with the maybe the influence that you had to choosing the game consoles that you had at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember anybody having a GameCube besides a few relatives who might have who would have had a GameCube. Mm-hmm. I happened to pick one up whenever I got a gift certificate for for doing something out of the mall, and I picked it up way into its lifespan. Yeah. Um, and I picked up the wrestling games at that point. Too. And that's actually one of the systems that I would be most curious to go back and play um, because I didn't play it much. But, you know, it would probably look awful on uh, HDTV. But actually, it's, it looks pretty well if you consider it just right. Okay. Uh, so moving on to some of the other exclusives. Um, I would say that the PlayStation probably had the best exclusives outside of Nintendo 64. 
uh, when you look at what, I, for my money, is a top three wrestling game ever in SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. Now, you have more experience in the PS2 era, as so I kind of mainly focused on other systems at the time. Mm-hmm. I was still an Xbox uh, user at that time. Well, what's interesting is I never owned a PlayStation 2. I, I, I do remember that. Um, but you, you were able to get more influence on that. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't actually actively playing the PS2 games. Okay. Uh, so those games introduced... You know, kind of... Um, we've talked about other games and systems having one element here, one element there that work together. Uh, this game brought in the the great presentation of something like Judgment Day. And this game also, it did not have you know, voiceover work, from what I remember. Uh, it also didn't have, um, you know, like a Jim Ross or something like that. I, I could be wrong. Are you talking about commentary or actually just like VOs whenever they came out to, uh, like let's say it was in the middle of a match to do like a... Um, I forget the word that I'm looking for. It's like whenever they come out in the middle of the ring. Cutting a promo? Yeah, cutting a promo. Uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, Did they just have the subtitles that came across the screen and you had yeah. to create the voice in your head? Yeah, and from what I remember, they didn't have commentary either. Okay. Uh, but the game didn't suffer for it because the action was so intense and so specific and it felt like a real wrestling match. And uh, I would say that that game perfected the finishing system. And, um, and just another thing that was interesting about that time uh, was that the WWE product was far more extreme than what it is now. Um, I remember ads for that game that involved uh, one of the WWE uh, women wrestlers, Divas at that point, wearing a bra and then off screen throwing that bra to a male wrestler, Brock Lesnar. That's just something you wouldn't see in an ad today. For a WWE product. Especially with the sanitation that they have. Yeah. Uh, sanitizing of the WWE brand to, to make it more PG. Right. So that's just another thing about me that just to kind of fit the fit the game into the context of the wrestling product. So that's just how those games have evolved. You know, bra and panty matches. Right. Those are part of the game. Those They're, are completely absent for any games that I see now. Yeah. Gone, as they should be, in my opinion. Um, so you go from Here Comes the Pain to um, WWE SmackDown versus Raw. And then if you can follow the lineage of that series to the WWE 2K series. Uh, therefore, that series as a whole evolved from a PlayStation exclusive to what is now the only um, constantly moving uh, wrestling video game franchise. So even if WWE puts out kind of like a like a one-time special like WWE All-Stars, something we were both fond of, it likely won't get a sequel because you don't want to stop the train of WWE 2K. What do you think it's going to fall victim to the Madden-type still gameplay that we're, we're seeing now in some of these games that are exclusive to only one developer, even though they were the main developer that we had at the time? Well, I would say that the backlash against 2K18 ha- has been so strong that I'm I'm actually thinking that there's going to be a, a renaissance uh, over the next couple of years. Um, also, because there's going to be a real changing of the guard um, in the wrestling product itself, because you see a lot of people moving away, you know, like John Cena, Undertaker, Batista, probably Brock Lesnar at some point. So the game will have to refresh with the product, as it always has. Okay. So I think that will be important. Now, I don't hear very much bad talk about WWE 2K18, other than what we initially heard about the the, the, the DLC or the microtransactions that we had to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, my main problem that I hear, which I've showed you, is that the Switch port was terrible. Uh, that's most of the backlash that I'm hearing from most of everybody on the internet and gaming forums. Okay. Well, you know, playing someone that, that played the Switch version and the PS4 version, I can tell you that the PS4 version is just stale. Um, and I think wrestling is different in that uh, the past is almost always as important as the present when it comes to the characters and you know, you expect to be able to use in the game. So there is never a perfect roster. And each year they try to tell you the roster is perfect, and then you load the game and somebody's missing. And 
they're only in the the wrestling product itself hasn't evolved much. So how can the wrestling video game evolve? So what do you suggest to be able to fix that? Do we bring it in like we had before in the past to be able to import previous rosters into mm-hmm. the new engine? Uh, or do we just uh, throw in whatever we think is the important roster for that year? What I think that you need is kind of like a, a completely different game mode. You know, something that doesn't follow the traditional, uh, you create a guy, you take him to the top as the champion. Um, in other sports video games, you have uh, arcade modes, you have training modes, you have uh, modes where you don't really play the game at all. You're just kind of managing something. Okay. So it, it's difficult because you feel like they've given you a perfect product in some areas, but in other ways it's very stale. I don't know if that so, would properly translate over to a wrestling game. Yeah. Like if you're playing like a the, the street version of what mm-hmm. NBA 2K would be or right. NFL starting working away at the ranks. The only thing well, that that's I can compare what, that to is like OVW or uh, some of those smaller mm-hmm. venues, but a lot of people aren't familiar with those. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and they even have their own project that, that, that captures that, which is NXT. You know, that's kind of their developmental territory. Um, so, I, you know, other sports games tweak the, the gameplay enough to at least make you feel like they did something. And of course they, of course they've done something. The animations always look better, you know. But when you play a game every year, you need something other than that. So I'll be honest, I don't know. So have we reached an apex on the wrestling games? Have we reached the best that we can do? No, um, I think that if you gave me a product that was far more centered on the current wrestlers, if you uh, what what they did it was after a time they took away the ability to do a hardcore story mode by saying okay my favorite wrestler is Shinsuke Nakamura you know, he's a wrestler that came over from Japan a couple of years ago okay um, so they took away the ability to make him your wrestler in a storyline they want you to create the storylines I personally I don't want to create the storylines. Uh, they they have the option to do that in the WWE Universe mode where you're going in and you're setting up rosters and you're creating rivalries. Um, when I watch a wrestling show, it's pre-written for me. I have an inkling, I have an opinion, but I'm not forced to engage with, with that level of the creative process. So I think if you bring back a more traditional story mode, um, which they actually had. They had a showcase mode for a couple of years where you played a Stone Cold Steve Austin or you um, went through the Attitude Era yep. or um, you went through the greatest moments in WWE history. Right, and you could either win it or rewrite history and what you were right. doing. And I think history will show those were very high-rated games. So if you do the same thing, but you add different characters to that, that ones that you wouldn't expect. Um, you know, like AJ Styles, or uh, even if you did John Cena. John Cena is one of the biggest wrestlers ever. Um, I think maybe the the proper way to say this is move on from the Attitude Era, move on from the '80s, because the people, the the generation that is playing the game now and watching the show now is not connecting to the Attitude Era. No, so. And on the same token, I was there. I remember how popular Monday Night Raw was, how popular Nitro was. And maybe do more with WCW. Do more with the ECW. I think it'd be great to have a WCW WCW line. Uh, I mean, I can even remember WCW Nitro bars. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'd go to Vegas, and they'd be specifically set up almost like a hard rock cafe. Right. I mean, this this was huge and was popular. Uh, I don't think you could do something like that with ECW. I know that they've tried to bring it back. But yeah, that was a very specific work. type of fan. Yeah, didn't work at all. Right. So, uh, in general, it's just it's just uh, loosen the reins a bit. You know, I, I don't need a wrestling game to feel like NBA 2K. You know, uh, I need a, a better mix of simulation and 
arcade elements. Okay, so do you think that they're adding too much to the new ones then to make it feel like it's not fresh enough or not fun enough? They're, they're trying to make it feel like you're you're winning a fight. Right. Well, we've recently played WWE 2K16. Yes. And it it felt great. Mm-hmm. It felt fast. It felt like we, we knew what we were doing. It right. felt intuitive. I yep. know that if I went to WWE 2K18 on my Switch, unfortunately, that it wouldn't feel the same. Right. On 17 and 18, there was a specific effort to make um, creating your own momentum difficult and uh, removing... Uh, things like reversals where you could do it every once in a while, but they were more difficult to do. It took away from the natural flow. What I want to play is a game where I am as good as the best AI on the game and the AI is good enough to beat me. Yeah. Um, so if I can reverse three moves in a row, so can the AI. Yes. And that's what 2K16 accomplished. So do we need a game that gives progressive... Um, AI based on what your skill level is versus a set skill level given that was programmed. Um, maybe. I, I think that's... That gets better as you get better. Um, I think that's one of the great things that MLB The Show does that other games do not. Um, the It has a dynamic difficulty mode uh, where if I am going out every game and pitching you know, uh, seven innings uh, perfectly, it's going to adjust my difficulty accordingly. And if I'm going out and hitting five home runs a game, it's going to go up. Or if I have ten games in a row where I don't score any runs, it's going to take the difficulty back down. So I think that is kind of what most games should do. Well, that makes sense on my point, Mm -hmm. or in my view, because if I'm going out and I'm playing the game and I'm starting out and I'm getting pummeled, and I'm playing on a normal setting, I'm going to feel defeated if I have to lower that difficult rating. If it was something that was more natural, more organic, yeah, yeah, I can win my first few fights, but I'm getting better. The game's getting better learning how I'm playing, but it's also adjusting accordingly to how I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind, of, kind of a natural risk versus reward right. system. Right, and I'm not seeing that in any of the wrestling games that we're playing now. It's either uh, bare bones easy, um, or it's you know, white knuckle difficult until you learn... The game and right. put a lot and, of hours. And, and into if we it. can say that we've been making these games for over thirty years, then why haven't we progressed far enough in this genre to be able to create a game that's that's just like that? I mean, do, are we not demanding something like that from a consumer side? Are we saying that well, we just wanted either black or white, A and B, analog? You know, it's, is this just what it is? Well, I think that that's another issue where you look at what WWE wants the game to be, and as the, being the only game in town. Um, they don't care if it's a good game, if it's a 9 or a 10. It, they care how many copies it sells. Uh, and you have one company that THQ and working with 2K, uh, or, or the people, they took they had THQ's technology. Right. Moved it to yeah, 2K. whatever they got dissolved. Yeah. Right. I have no doubt that they want to make the best wrestling game ever, every year. But when there isn't a pressure, there isn't a... Even for NBA 2K, you still have NBA Live to contend with. To some extent. Yeah. And I don't think it's legit competition, but in their mind, every copy of NBA Live that sells could have been a copy of 2K that sold, even though most people bought both. Right. So I think that when you remove the need of the company, like WWE, to make it a good game, and you have zero competition... I think that's a recipe, but anyway, we could go on that (laughs) forever. Yes, we could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that the crown jewel for a lot of people when they think of wrestling games uh, really comes down to two games, and they're, in my mind, really close to being the same game. They're quite similar. Uh, WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. Um, So we'll stick with No Mercy because that is the, the newest air quotes of the two well and, you could even say no mercy is still being updated today uh if you have a dex drive you can download updated rosters and play a version of wwe 2k 18 no mercy right so it's a game that people that love wrestling games like us they haven't moved on from that game 
Um, I said my perfect wrestling game is a HD remaster of No Mercy. It's a perfect roster, perfect gameplay. Um, it, it exists. It's out there. Right. I'm saying... A, a fan base created... It, it's weird because the fan base games are actually better than what the corporations are putting out. Yeah. Granted, I mean, you have people that are passionate about what this is. I mean, that's the reason why games like Fire Pro Wrestling are flourishing is because mm-hmm. they are creating the game that they want to see. Yeah. Just... I mean, you can download these crazy HD mods for 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 No Mercy, uh, games that have like full blown high quality music, high quality commentary. Yeah. And you can rewrite hex codes to be able to get it to run, and it's it's a completely entirely new game, but it still feels familiar. Exactly. Um, so, just to kind of put a bow on it, and just kind of, I would say, um, No Mercy is my favorite wrestling game ever. Was that accurate for you? I'm going to say No Mercy is at least tied with number one. Okay, number one being? Number one is always going to be pro wrestling for me. Pro wrestling. On the NES. Okay. But that's only because of the the time that I grew up on, what I played, and and how much attention I was able to give to it. Okay. Uh, For me, I will go, I'll do a top three. Uh, No Mercy, number one. Uh, Number two, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. And number three, uh, WWE 2K16. 2K16 is a good choice. Yeah. Uh, something I need to re-add to my uh, catalog, I would say. Um, so in another thought that I had, what the wrestling video game genre needs, and there have been some, but n- none recently on a Xbox or PS4 or Switch, is a game from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's correct. Noob Japan hasn't had an, uh, a game in quite some time. Right. But they also put virtual pro wrestling up on a pedestal so so, so high up that it's hard to reach it. Right. Um, but New Japan as a company is invading North America more and more every year. Um, they're taking some of the best wrestlers from North America and putting them on television every week on Access TV. Uh, you can find what I think are the best wrestling matches going on in the world on YouTube, and they're by New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. So, as I said, I think that a great wrestling game could have been a, a launching pad and an opportunity for TNA. I think the same thing for New Japan. You say um, Kenny Omega is the biggest star in New Japan. You've heard of Kenny Omega. Put him on the box. Don't sell it for 60 bucks. Put out a great game. That costs a little less than WWE. Um, great, great mechanics. I have the option for English or Japanese commentary. Uh, unlock videos of New Japan matches. Build that product. I think there's something there with that. So, do you take it in the direction of a 2D fighter in, this, in the vein of Fire Pro Wrestling, or do you go in the route of a 2K branded type game where it's 3D and more simulation? I would say. I would say go more the the 2K route, just knowing the New Japan product as a as a um, unpredictable wrestling product that you would need uh, those expanded possibilities and may, maybe expanded boundaries even more than WWE has as far as what you can do uh, in and outside of the ring. I know that's very broad, uh, but that's what New Japan is. It's it's called strong style. Okay. You know, where it's very hard-hitting, where um, I think that could be a, a, a neat angle for it, where striking uh, was just as important as the grappling, because that's what I think of when I think of New Japan. You know, where your punches and your kicks and your slaps and your chops, uh, it means just as much as a power slam. Okay. So that could be a new angle for them. Uh, it, it sounds like it could work, hmm. but do you think that people who aren't, familiar with some of these people i mean i new japan isn't something i usually see on tv myself right i'm not a, i'm not an avid tv watcher do you think the new generation of, of wrestler wrestling fans would care about new japan i think so because um you know wrestling used to be a tape trading community uh now it's an online community okay uh where it's pretty pretty well known that the best wrestling match in the world is not happening in wwe yeah. The best presentation is happening um, 
the best spectacle that's happening in WWE, but the best matches are happening in Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I was going to ask about Ring of Honor if it was still prevalent and, and as yeah. big as what it was. Even if you found a way to you know, put those put those companies together and say, um, I don't even know what you would call it, but if you had guys from Ring of Honor and New Japan where they, they kind of swap talent here and there, I want somebody to challenge WWE oh, yeah. in, in yeah. the in the in the wrestling video game business. So that's what I want. Well, we can't get somebody that's too comfortable in, in making these games and thinking that somebody's just going to buy yeah. them because they slapped their name on it. Uh, do you think EA would make good wrestling games? I don't think EA would make another good wrestling game. Period. They've already tried their chops in it in the early two thousands, and mm-hmm. they weren't very successful. Now, granted, things have changed, and they have a totally different type of outlook on their games. But I don't think EA could pull it off. Okay. Now, I do think that if you're taking the route like the New Japan, though, you do it right. You have a downloadable content game. Not a downloadable content, but a downloadable game. Price it at 20 bucks. Put it on the PSN. Even if it's bare bones, but it plays well, people would care about that's it. That's enough. Yeah, that's that's all that people care about. They just want a solid game that plays well. Maybe even like 16, 20 people mix it up um, a little bit. I'd say kind of make it the Rocket League that would, of, be, that would be great. Of wrestling games where, where you have um, have a great base and um, as it grows, you release more content. You don't go for the you know, $60 re-up every year. People are more forgiving of a $20 game that has good gameplay versus a $60 game that just lacks all the features that they wish had. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about our favorites. We've talked about the history. You're probably one of my favorite episodes of the of the podcast so far just because this is a one of our passions you know wrestling video games it's 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 popular but it's also niche it is um every person that i've played a video game with i would play a wrestling game with at some point that's that's how important these games are um so just to wrap it up here um two questions one who is your favorite wrestler that you've used in a video game gangrel i've mentioned it before okay. he was always my main uh, my second one would be Go Dust. Okay. Um, my first is Batista. Oh, good choice. And uh, number two, um, I'm going to say, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to say um, CM Punk. Punk, really? Yeah. He, he was a great digital wrestler. Um, okay. Now, a couple more. Just one more thing here. Uh, <clears throat> favorite wrestling entrance in a video game. Oh, man. You it know what my have, answer is. It doesn't have to be a specific video game. I, I don't even have to mention it to you. You know what my answer is. My, my answer is Eddie Guerrero, No Mercy, with the wink. Okay, perfect. The wink video. Uh, mine is uh, Batista in the SmackDown vs. Raw series, WWE 12-13. He comes out to the heavy metal music, does his move, Fireworks go off, goes down to the ring and kicks ass. Oh. All right. So, you know, thanks for listening to the <clears throat> 24th episode of the Nerds Landing Podcast. As I said, this is WrestleMania week. Uh, WrestleMania is April 8th. I don't even know what time that show starts. It's turned into a four or five hour extravaganza. Uh, but be on the lookout for some more wrestling content on www.eccentrics.net. And as always, my name is Josh, and my guest, David Gant. Have a good one.